0: trophy kids we got an awesome show for you we're recapping week six of the nfl we got some picks for you on week seven and we we're talking about the lebron situation so let's go and welcome to trophy kids presented by bad news media it is october 16th and i am officially the most cursed man in all of football how are you doing <laughs> today, sir
1: i'm doing well um yeah you are cursed
0: i yeah. am I am on not only the worst cold streak, I texted you last night. So the line, we're going to start right off. Lions-Packers. <laughs> I texted you. Uh, I forget exactly when, but the Lions are up pretty big at this point. And I said, you know what's going to You would text me like, oh, the Packers. I bet the Packers on the spread, not looking great. I was like, oh, don't worry. They're going to come back and probably win this fucking game. Now, they didn't cover the spread, which is unfortunate they for didn't. you. Yes. But they didn't come back and win. And I knew <laughs> it was coming. I live bet. So I won on the spread for the Lions, but then I live bet them off that play of the game because I was like, you know what? I just have a feeling they're going to win this game. Nope, not winning today. So not only did that not hit, but then the rest of my bl- – the Bengals back covered against the Ravens, which we'll talk to you about in a moment on that. It has been an absolute disaster. Another disaster in the NFL this week, as in every week, referees officially blow. They are some of the worst officiating I have seen since they had the replacement reps in. And that is saying something. I don't know where we fall on this. We can get to the game itself. But I think the officiating might need to be first spoken on. This is a disaster.
1: It is a disaster. And it's a constant disaster in this damn league. And I'm with you. Something needs to be done about it. My my personal thing is, and I apologize to the older demographic that listens to us if if they're out there. But we need an age limit on these officials. Absolutely. (laughs) Some of these men are far too old to be out on that field.
0: Yes, and I know we have age discrimination laws, but you need you can find ways to work around that with the physical cuz there's a physical component to yes. being an official. You just need to make the fitness test harder. Like that will knock a bunch of them off. Some of these dudes just need to go. Period. They're not in the right position on the field half the time. Their exactly. eyes are not fast enough to react to what's going on. Yes. It's over. It is time to put in an unofficial age limit. With the fitness test,
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, an age limit with you know an age limit. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, um, I'm with you. Yeah, these guys. I mean, they're they're running. They're exhausted. They're supposed to be running while watching the game, and then throw a flag. They can't do it. I'm sorry. Some of them are just they're out of their elements and. Give him a nice severance, say, have a good one. I, I don't know. I mean, it's and, there's an issue.
0: And I think we're both on the same page here as well as everybody. Everybody understands that officiating is an incredibly tough job. You're never yes. going to get it 100% right unless you review every single one, which nobody wants that. But it's just these outrageously yeah. bad calls that the blind man in Section 305 could have gotten that you're missing somehow. Like, it is ridiculous. The two hands-to-the-face calls – on Trevor Flowers last night, the one at the end of the game, I honestly don't know why the eyes in the booth aren't signaling down saying, no, you dumb shits. That was not it. Like, I am not for every single one, but these obviously bad calls that do change the direction of the game, don't let the coaches challenge it. I hate that nonsense. Like, they're even getting the PIs wrong that they evaluate. But somebody in the booth, like they did with the, what was that, Lee called the AAF. The
1: AAF. Yeah. They
0: did a great job with it. It was just a yes. quick review. If they didn't see it within like the 10 second frame they had, then they just moved right on. Agreed. Simple fix.
1: Yeah, just trip the, it over themselves. The egregious errors that are made, they need to be corrected. Like you just you can't have something that simple, like that big of a missed call, just just go missed and millions and millions of people watching the game are all well aware of it. It kind of ruins the game, to be honest. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, it, it ruins the game, and then I honestly just completely lost my train of thought. But yes, yeah, it ruins it, <laughs> <laughs> it does
0: ruin the game, and I don't know why it's so much different this year. It just feels so much worse. And yeah, there's just like offensive line, just like football has a grace period where the first couple weeks are really bad. I'm sure that's the same thing with officiating, probably just really bad, but it feels like I don't remember it being this bad this consistently as it's felt this year because it seems like every game, even when they review PI. You exactly. see it and you're like, it's a, it is absolutely, what is interference if that's not it? And they somehow messed that up on review. <laughs> they,
1: it's like they have like these massive egos where it's like they don't want to admit that they had a, a bad call or something so yeah. they don't go back on the PIs. It, it's unbelievable. And I, I'm like, I don't know how many have been actually been overturned, but I'm sure it can only be counted on one hand.
0: Yeah. Oh, easily. I haven't seen, I think I haven't I've seen, seen one it. live. I don't think I have. I saw one in the bucks game i want to say that did get overturned but that's okay. probably the only one i want to say bucks rams maybe or something
1: yeah i have i, I
0: think, don't think that's think I've it i've only seen one i know it's, i've seen one i just can't remember the game it's that it was crazy <laughs>
1: yeah
0: it is absolutely nuts and i think the non-official age thing will help as well as go look at the aaf they did a i that was the first thing i remember and i was like shit the nfl yeah. fucked up by giving coaches the right to interview or uh, to challenge pitch interference but the aaf did was perfect it was like a very quick span that the booth had a chance to review it. If they saw something, then they could call down and say, Hey, we need to take a look at this. If they didn't see it in whatever short time window they had, they exactly. moved right on. Solves it, the issue right there.
1: It didn't affect the flow of the game or anything. No. It was it was it was a great rule the AAF had and the NFL should definitely adopt it. I agree. We'll have
0: to see if that gets better, but I think we should probably talk about the actual game itself.
1: Yes which is unfortunate
0: because this game actually could have huge consequences down the line in arguably the most competitive division in the NFL right now. The margin for error is slim to none right now. I mean, the bears we will talk to about them in a minute. Probably here, the QB situation there could make them probably not a contender. You can maybe make the same arguments for the Vikings, but everybody is playing pretty good football at this point. The bears are hit or miss right now. They still got to get the QB situation filled out, but, this is a huge swing for the Packers to potentially run away with this division now, on a very consequential call, because it looks to me, the Packers are without their two wide receivers. Aaron Rodgers is starting to figure out the Matt Lafleur offense, and it is yeah. starting to roll. And the defense is definitely rolling. So the Packers are going to be a real problem, and the Lions are—they're a lot better. First game I've watched, a lot better than I thought right off the bat.
1: Yes, agree. The Lions, first of all, just yeah, they are a lot better than I was expecting, and that whole division, in general, is a lot better than I was kind of expecting. But that game definitely put the Packers in the driver's seat to win the division. I know it's still early, but that call, like those controversial calls, like I mean, it, it definitely hooked them, no doubt about it. The Bears, I think the Bears have a shot, um, but they really got to figure out that offense and the whole QB situation. And like I said, Rogers is. Figuring out the offense without Devontae Adams. And, that, I mean, once he comes back, it's only going to get better from there. And, they're, like I said, their defense is completely humming. I mean, they took, like, a couple weeks off where they kind of looked like shit, but now it seems like the defense is back. So this looks to be like the Packers could wrap it up kind of early, but we'll see.
0: I would say the, the, the you're right on the defense of the Packers. They have those times where you're like, what the hell's going on here we're yeah. just massive parts, but they seem to make it they seem to do at least from what i've seen in the couple games i watched they seem to make very good in-game adjustments where once yeah. you get towards the end of the game they are locking down teams offensively which is what you want out of your football team but this game is hugely consequential because i like you said it puts the packers in the driver's seat i mean this is now their division to sort of lose at this point just off this singular game now it's We're not calling, I'm not calling anybody, and I think you just said the same. We're not saying anybody's locked in for the division here because there's still a lot of football to be played. And like we said, this is arguably, I mean, the quarterback situation is a mess for two of these teams because we'll get to Kirk Cousins here in a little bit too. But, and this is a division where the Packers and the Lions are going to air it out every once in a while. So you got to be willing to do it. The Packers are in a very good spot. The one thing that you can, say definitively is this division plays extremely good defense which is going to be key as the season goes on but the Packers are in their driving seat I think the other team that we sort of have to talk about with Vikings Kirk Cousins they have a QB issue potentially here he had the let me fool you game where he played phenomenal against a great secondary in the Eagles but we all know we're not holding our breaths on Kirk Cousins because when the lights come on he has an issue it's not good. This is the same guy who almost missed a uh, target three three feet away in his gender reveal. So nobody should be nobody should be overly excited about Kirk Cousins playing really well initially. But this is another team where, with all these teams, if the QB situation's right, they're one of the best teams in the division. They're one of the best teams in the league. You could argue with pretty much all these teams at this point. Where are we sitting yeah. on the Vikings, Eagles right now? And I guess the Eagles uh, are on the other
1: end. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, that game, like. Kirk Cousins, like I said, a great fool-me type game. Um, I know that that Eagles secondary, they are really solid, but they were also banged up in that game. And with the Vikings, basically with the Vikings is, Kirk Cousins, in my opinion, can't beat any teams that have really good defenses. So he can't beat the Packers and he can't beat the Bears. That's a bit of an issue. Yeah. So I don't look at the Vikings as being a serious threat, and it's mostly because of Kirk Cousins.
0: Yeah, I mean, if they get that position because they can run the football, we know that. Delvin yeah. Cook, as long as he doesn't pull his hamstring, which is probably going to happen like week eight. Yeah. Um, don't wish injuries on anybody, but if we're being realistic here, the man pulls his hamstring, I feel like, literally every year since college.
1: And then, and then it just nags.
0: Yes, just nags. But they can run the football. They play good defense because Mike Zimmer, I think, is one of the best coaches in football. He's just hamstring by a guy who just doesn't show up when you need a quarterback to show up. So if he finally can do that, then this team is extremely deadly. That is- but. We don't I don't believe he's going to do that. Just like I don't believe the Bears are going to figure out their quarterback situation. No, I mean this is a team. Losing Amos on the to the Packers was a bit I think that was a bigger loss than people realized initially. You can see the hole on defense that he has left. Still a very good front. 7 for them. Extremely good front seven. Hicks I believe was placed on IR though today. Um I think I believe I saw that news breaking here a little while ago. But the Bears that QB situation in Matt Nagy's offense is really hindered, which makes them a team that not only is screwed for this year, but they threw their chips in to go all in, and their future is screwed up if they can't get that figured out real quick.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're super hamstrung when it comes money-wise, um, and they're kind of hamstrung at the quarterback position. It's, it's, it's a weird football team that can win games, but, I mean, for example, they only have 87 points this year. 87 <laughs> points. Spikes have 150. I mean, like, and like you said, losing Adrian Amos was definitely, definitely took a toll. I actually, one of the skins to get him. He would have been awesome. Um, yeah. He's a damn good player, and you can see the impact he's made with the pack. And, I mean, they just, like you said, they, they, they threw in all their chips, but they also lost a huge piece on defense that maybe they, they didn't realize. Haha, <laughs> Clinton Dix is not. Almost. <laughs> no. And you saw when they
0: played the Bears. Like, yeah. he made a play against the, the Bears, and the Bears' secondary had some issues, and you've seen it week from week where there is a big hole left there. um And that secondary is going to have some issues, just like the Ravens' secondary has been having, because that team yeah. was the Mr. I don't know what they are, but they just had a huge trade today in getting Marcus uh, Peters from the Rams. They traded Kevin Young, young linebacker, so the Rams are taking on um, Middle line minimum contract there still on his rookie deal um, so they're not paying much they get a linebacker they somehow tr- I don't know why this trade's really going through because the cu- the quarterback situation out in us uh, I almost said St. Louis. I am really just messing up my words here. <laughs> <laughs> LA keep it, to keep jeez Pete's. <laughs> all hey, right hey, let's start over here. Keep to yeah. is banked up but Marcus Peters is a huge upgrade for the Ravens who whose defense Week-to-week week has been an absolute disaster. The offense got rolling against a garbage Bengals team. I picked the Ravens, of course. The Bengals' backdoor cover, which is absolutely insane, given the Ravens have, like, five bajillion yards on offense. Um, but this is a big pickup for the Ravens, which might make a, div- make a difference in a division that is extremely weak. Yeah, we Finally was- got through the sentence.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a big pickup for them, a big hole that they needed to address. Uh, Peters is, like... Peters is a player who's either going to be play really well or kind of shitty. He kind of reminds me of like at the hall, like he can have a massive impact on a game and like pick six. I mean, he can, he can score on any play. He really can He can pick six and be gone or he can get cooked. But either way, it was a pickup the Ravens needed to make. Um, I think it was, I, it was kind of a weird move for the Rams, but the Rams also are paying everyone a billion dollars. So getting rid of that contract is probably beneficial for them. Um,
0: I think that's why they made it because Kenny Young. Yeah. I mean, he, from what I read, it seemed like I haven't watched much of him mm-hmm. this year, but he seems like a decent pickup for them. And the contract is really, I think, the kicker there because he's still on his mid-level deal.
1: Exactly, because I mean, the Rams they have a lot of talent. I mean, they've got the yeah. massive contracts left and right. Um, I mean, I, I don't. I think Cooper Cup's probably still on his rookie deal, so they got to re-up him at some point. I mean, they need to clear space, so I, that's definitely what. Definitely a move they had to make, probably.
0: That's definitely a team that's also in trouble, the Rams. I mean, yes. they they are also similar to, like, the Bears where they made a push. They spent uh-huh. a lot of money, and it is not paying off right now. They are a team that, yeah. I mean, I hate to say because it it's so early, but I am leaning more towards the panic button because they are not playing well. Jared Goff is also not playing. He seems no. to have regressed from last yeah. year where he did make a big step. Um, it is – that's a dire situation, I think, out in Rams land – it is. This season could be quickly lost here if they don't get. I think that game was sort of a must-win game. They still obviously were only in week seven, so they could turn around. But that is difficult to do with this team. I think right now.
1: Yeah, with that that division as well. I mean, yeah. that division is. I mean, them and like you said, the NFC North. That those are the divisions in football right now. I mean, two divisions absolutely. Two really really good divisions. I mean, I'd argue the Lions are probably a little better than the Cardinals, so the North's probably a bit better. But man the NFC West is a damn good division and the Rams could quickly be out of the picture there.
0: I mean, luckily for the Rams, they've got two three games arguably coming up. Well, the back end of their schedule isn't bad. I'm looking at it right now. They got Falcons next week which should be a win. They got Bengals after that, that should be a win. They got yeah. the Steelers who I don't know how the Steelers weird. are doing it. Yeah, they're, weird. they're winning football games right now. Yes, they are. So, they got two quick wins which will get them on track hopefully, but that Steelers, that Steelers team is a weird assortment of players right now. I don't know how they're winning football games,
1: but they're doing it. I don't either. It is a strange team, but they keep winning. I mean, I feel like it's just a bunch of young guys that are just really motivated, and they're just – it works. I, I don't know what it is.
0: You're playing hard. You can see mm-hmm. – there are teams in this league where you can see that they are just phoning it in week to week, and there are other teams out there, and it maybe doesn't always win elite win, lead to wins, but yeah. they are busting their ass. Defensively, sure. they are – they are flying around the ball now. The Chargers are not a great sample size, but every game you see the effort is there, a thousand percent, and they're just not working teams right now for the most part. Offensively yep. too, the offensive coordinator has done an absolute phenomenal job with these young quarterbacks in making the game simple, calling the right place, at the right time. That is a real situation I think we need to start talking about. The offensive coordinator down in Steelers Land is doing the best job I think I'm seeing currently in football outside of like Kyle Shanahan but kind of flying under the radar where he's simplified the offense and still winning games, still having, putting them yeah, in I mean, positions. It's a great situation, I
1: there. I agree. I mean, for how shitty it's. <laughs> yeah, for how shitty he is. I mean, they're just plugging in new quarterbacks left and right, and they're all performing. And I think a lot of that and why they're playing so hard and shit, I think I honestly think Mike Tomlin's strength is being able to motivate and control personalities. I don't think, he, like, I, like I've said it before, I don't think he's like, like an X's and O's type of football coach. I think he's just a like a damn good motivator. So I think they probably love playing for him.
0: Yeah, it is. That is a good situation. A coach that they might have a problem playing for is Freddie Kitchens down in Cleveland land. Because the Browns are another team that is, while we're in that division, oh things are going God. south real quick for them.
1: I mean, like, about as quick as they can. And like you said, Freddie Kitchens, I'm starting to think Freddie Kitchens is probably going to be a one, one and doneer.
0: Yeah, I, I am too. <laughs> this,
1: he just does not put them in good positions, like ever. His brain <laughs>
0: turns to absolute mush on the goal line. Like he goes yeah. full stupid all of a sudden. It full is on stupid. He looks. He also looks like a coach that's just you can feel it, is way over his head. Where right. he just it seems like the responsibilities of being a head coach and the OC are too much. He needs to give that up. I think is the real answer if he's going to have a chance and maybe extending it for a year. Um, but he does seem to be one of those coaches where you're like, nothing's really going right, and some things have to go right for us to feel confident about bringing you a second year. And their yeah. schedule only Absolutely. gets tougher, too. They play the Patriots this week, they pay yep. the Broncos, and then the Bills. Those are really tough defenses to try to get going offensively.
1: It's, yeah, especially and then for a it. struggling <laughs> quarterback. Yeah. yeah. For a struggling quarterback, and Baker Mayfield has already thrown 11 interceptions. 11 what I heard, I didn't. I knew it was a lot, but when I saw so it was eleven, I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" So he's got five touchdowns and eleven picks. He's got five picks in the past two games, and a fifty-four rating and a thirteen rating. His rating on the year is sixty-six. I mean, that is bad.
0: That is as bad as it gets, except for the next quarterback I'm going to mention. I said next or this week they're playing. They have a bye this week. They're playing the Patriots the following week, and he's going to go up against the best cornerback in Stefan Gilmore. Who is going to light him up on the field? And then you got the Broncos. And then you got the Bills, who also got a great secondary. I don't know if Baker gets going here, and that's also another situation where you got to start worrying when you have o- Odell Beckham on that team, where yep. Baker doesn't start playing well. Which I think is partially tied to the offense being terrible, the off- yeah. or Freddie Kitchen being terrible, but also the kind of Baker Mayfield mentality, very similar to like a Jameis Winston, which we'll get to here in a moment, where he just thinks he can kind of make a play when he really can't is a recipe for disaster. But it is failing fantastically, and we're going to get to see them on primetime because they're literally like every primetime
1: oh, yeah. game from the end of time. They're always on primetime just getting their asses kicked. So,
0: Yeah, it is. That's the situation that's going south. I guess Jameis oh, yeah. should be the guy we should talk about here because while Baker was like, Boy. hey, guys, I want to show that I can turn over the ball with the best of them, Jameis went hold my beer real quick and had himself a day. Jameis Winston, I said after the 49ers lost in week one, should have been cut on the field. I still hold that position to this date. <laughs> this man is absolute garbage. The Jameis Winston experience is over in Tampa. I cannot be happier that we are not going to bring him back. I would hope we're not going to bring him back. I don't care if he turns it around here. This is an di- absolute disaster. The man had seven, seven turnovers. Seven, seven turnovers. a total of 80... 80- five turnovers since entering the league in 2015. He's only thrown a hundred touchdowns. He's only got 15 <laughs> more touchdowns than interceptions in his career right now. This man is absolute garbage. He is the biggest bust. I think there has ever been. Screw Jamarcus Russell. We aren't calling it that yet, but he is. This man has been a disaster since entering the league in 2015. Here's a stat from you from ESPN stats and info. Jameis Winston now has five games with at least four turnovers since entering the league in 2015. No one else has more than two in that span, time span. This man is a disaster. Marcus Mariota isn't better. He's got a whole other bucket. But the 2015 quarterback class at the top two is a disaster.
1: Got to be the worst one, two picks ever. I mean, it's... it's yep. Yeah, that's has horrendous. To. And the thing with Jameis is, obviously he played it off in the first week, but I thought he kind of was sort of looking better. And then just he goes and plays Carolina. Oh, my God. That was just a disaster.
0: Absolutely lost us the game. And here's the other thing. With Marcus Mariota, who is not playing well in his own right, at least he has some excuses where for a while there, they gave him no supporting cast, and he was just hammered by injuries. Jameis Winston has had some of the most talented offensive weapons ever.
1: Nothing but weapons.
0: (laughs) He had Chris Godwin, Deshaun Jackson, and Mike Evans last year on the team, and he was garbage. This year, he's still got Godwin, who's fantastic. Mike Evans, who has been hit or miss so far. O.J. Howard, who is being – it is a crime against humanity how low James Winston in that offense uses O.J. Howard. That man should be the most dominating tight end in the league, and he is barely utilized. It is a crime what's happening down in Tampa. It
1: is an absolute crime how oj howard is just completely underutilized um I, I you know i'm saying right now we should trade you trent williams and you should send us our jordan reed replacement in oj howard immediately <laughs> we do need immediately. The, immediately. Yeah, if he the, the help stupid. take trent we'll take oj bam we're good to go i've been just thinking about that for like a week now <laughs>
0: yeah i mean Low-key, Trent Williams not being taught enough, enough out there that Trent Williams is just kind of hanging out and hasn't been moved yet and hasn't come back to his franchise, which is a random story that is not a random one, but a story that's flown way under the radar this
1: season. It, it really has. And on top of that, you know, everyone's like, well, he'll show up in week 10, like, so he gets his, like, year of credit or whatever. He, he's not going to do that, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think he cares so much about the contract. I legit think he's like, I will not play for Washington. Yeah. I will... Take my contract. I won't get my year tenure, and I will just play with it somewhere else. I I really don't think it – at first we thought maybe it was money. I don't think it has to do with money at all anymore.
0: I'm with you. I think it's personal, absolutely personal for him, and a deep hatred for the Washington Redskins at this point in time and the ownership and medical staff that's going on there, which your Redskins got themselves a win. We were there for about a half. We were there for
1: about a half. (laughs) It was warm. It was really warm. Um, It was a good time, and it was great to see the boys – pull off a W. I um i was legit worried about 0 and 16 this year i really was and everyone's like tank for the first pick and i'm fine with getting the first pick i'm fine with going one and 15 i will not be a well i will be a fan but i will not tolerate my team going oh and 16 so I, I just feel like the weight of the world is off my shoulders <laughs> we that's can fun. lose every game now i did not want to go 16 that's so bad
0: you don't want to be in the 0-16 club. That is a bad, it's, bad. It's club a thing. club. It's
1: an exclusive club with like two members. I do not want to be the third member.
0: The one thing you get to look forward to is Terry looks like he's going to be one hell of oh a receiver for years to come because that I, man. Talk about a guy who's also sort of flying under the radar. He's having himself a
1: season. Dude, he's second in touchdown receptions and he's already missed one game. I mean, I know like Kyler's killing it and he'll probably end up winning Rookie of the Year, but Terry is. I mean, he's ridiculous. I mean, he's on pace for, like, 1,200 yards and, like, 13 touchdowns. It's insane. I I mean, I doubt he actually does that. But I've always wanted, like I've said, I've always wanted to fall ass-backwards into a wide receiver in the later rounds, third, fourth, fifth round. I think we finally did it. (laughs) I would say so. (laughs) We finally found, like, a T.Y. Hilton in the later round. I'm just so happy.
0: (laughs) You guys have got yourself a player there. That division, talk about another, we've talked about some good oh. divisions of football. Talk about a division that's terrible. The Giants are currently sitting one back in that division. The Cowboys just lost to the Jets, which was, I don't know how you quantify that, but I did find a, a tweet or a post, I apologize, that really just summed it up, I think, greatly. This is from Bobby Belt. NFL teams are 90-1 and one since 1991 when they win time of possession, total yards, turnovers, up. 25 first downs and convert at least 10 or more third down attempts. The only loss <laughs> is the Cowboys to the Jets Sunday.
1: That's pretty crazy. That is insanity. Holy shit!
0: <laughs> the Cowboys, I don't know what, I mean, I know what's going on. It's a dumpster fire. And they are a team that we all said, we think they're good, but we don't really know if they're good. They're not good when it comes to big moments. They're not good from a coaching staff perspective. Jason Garrett is not coaching good football right now. Dak Prescott should have just taken a deal before the season started because he is losing money week to week. This team, I would think I don't even think they're going to win the division, because I think the Eagles are probably going to win the division. But they're they're not yeah. playing good football. And I don't know if they can get that turnaround. They don't run, they don't run an offense right now that is conducive to winning football games when Dak is playing the way he's playing and they're just not moving the football well
1: enough. Right. I mean, they're just like they're completely just giving Zeke the ball at all opportunities, even on passing. Dak at this point yep. is like really just passing to Zeke. Um, he he started off so hot, Dak did, and like it looked like wow, he's gonna get this big contract. But yeah, you're right. He has just been losing it and losing it, and I don't I don't see him going back to just that man on fire, Dak Prescott that we're not really used to seeing. I mean, he's a fine player, but he's not that player. Um, and yeah, Jason Garrett has seems to have no control over this team or. I mean, I don't want to say control, but it doesn't really seem to have his players' respect, and they don't really seem to be all that size to be uh, playing for him at this point. The NFC East is just the NFC least right now, and the Washington Redskins are two games <laughs> out in first place at one That's five. true. Let's go. <laughs> the
0: Redskins are two games out. The Giants are a game out. It is, I mean, the Eagles, I think, are probably going to get it together at I some point so. here. Yeah. I'm have a. I'm pretty confident that they're going to figure it out Winds will yeah. stay
1: healthy. They might win by default.
0: Yeah, I think they're gonna. Yeah, I think that's gonna be a situation. I mean, Daniel Jones is he's a shining spot for the Giants. At least um, they yeah. seem. How fun would be that be if they made the playoffs and then Eli somehow finds his way back into the mix during playoffs? A injury
1: be, or something. It's hysterical. <laughs> you know, like Daniel Jones, just you know, nothing major, just a high ankle sprain. You know, yeah. he's out for like the playoffs, but he'll be fine in a month. And Eli's just in there. <laughs> He just finds himself back in the playoffs.
0: I mean, that's I wouldn't I wouldn't want to as Giant fans, because at this point you need a lot more talent on that roster, but, I don't know, you got some good pieces, but you, you'd probably like a few nicer draft picks. Uh, but it's possible with this division, because, I don't Eli know. Eli did that,
1: I mean, I would never root for the Giants, but I'd almost root for Eli. I'd be like, yeah, that's kind of cool.
0: <laughs> he becomes a Patriot Slayer again all of a sudden. Yeah. Step down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh Another team out there, I think the the last team that I, I would like to at least touch on is the Saints, because the Saints, I mean, we keep saying it week to week, but Teddy Bridgewater, he seems to have finally grasped. There's obviously no co- quarterback controversy. We say this every week. But yeah. Damn. He seems to be playing himself. He's He is going to be a starter again at some point in this NFL, just with the way he's playing. I think part of it has to do with the fact that he's playing with a top five coach, you a very good offensive structure already in place. But this man's playing himself in the starting with another team because he's he playing some good.
1: Football. Teddy's Teddy is just keeping keeping the ship going. I mean, he's he's doing everything you could possibly want to do. I remember this this past weekend in our in our very drunken state. I think I made and I made a rep, like a, an analogy. All Teddy's doing, he's like the co-pilot on a plane, and the captain drew Captain Drews to his left, just sleeping, and Teddy's, Teddy's just He's just keeping the plane going. He's keeping it in the air, you know, just staying out of turbulence, keeping everyone safe. That's what Teddy's doing right now. He's not, you know, he's not trying to land the plane. He'll wake Drew up for that. But yeah. he's doing everything he needs to do right now, keeping everyone safe. Everyone's good. Teddy is Teddy's killing it right now. Yeah, and he's, he's finding himself a good job next year, no doubt.
0: He's doing himself a good job. I forgot, I did want one more the Houston uh, Texans games. <laughs> I'm not sold on the Texans yet because I think they are exactly who they are every single year. They're going to play a good enough football to get themselves into the playoffs. The O-line is going to collapse, and they're going to lose in the wild card game or whatever. But the Chiefs, they are a soft-ass team. That defense, they are also exactly who we thought they are. They're going to figure it out. Mahomes will get healthier. The offense will figure it out and be fine. The defense, though, you're just going to run the ball on them. And every once in a while, Tom Brady or whoever the quarterback they're playing in the playoffs is going to thrash them based off their run game being successful because anybody can run on that off or that defense. They are, they have a real problem, which I don't know how they still haven't figured out how to at least become somewhat competent on defense. But both those teams, that was a game that just showed me these two teams are exactly who they've been the last couple of years. And it's not changed.
1: The one thing about the Chiefs is, the one thing I'd say, they're not who they've been. They can't run the ball. That's true. They cannot do they that. They can't that run the awesome. ball, and the Chiefs for my, our entire lives have always been able to run the ball. And it's bizarre. The Chiefs as can't run the ball. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on with them? So, yeah, that is- there's, some, there's some concern there in, in Kansas City. Not panicking, but I'd be a little like, whoa. Yeah,
0: I'm not panicking yet because I think you'll be okay playoff-bound. But Yeah, you're some- going to the playoffs,
1: I would imagine. Yeah. Because when you're there, look out.
0: It's not looking good. Same thing with Texas. I mean, maybe the Texans yeah, figured oh, it out. they're the same. I line. still think, yeah, I still think there's a lot of question marks with that offensive line. And I right. have a feeling it's going to be the same story as it is always. They're going to lose in like the wild court, or maybe they'll get some bum team, barely beat them, and then just get thrashed the following week. So, uh, some concerns there. But we got some Celbs Our game. We got some games this week. Um, I haven't had a, a great chance to strategize. Like I said, I'm just honestly at this point, whatever Played I him. think. Initially, I'm just gonna go in the opposite direction. Like my brain immediately was like, Oh, Chiefs minus three against Denver, but it's at Denver Chiefs, obviously. I don't know about that. I think I might just go (laughs) Broncos on that. I was looking at that, I was like, Yeah, I don't know. Houston's Texans versus Colts. My brain goes Houston, but the Colts will probably win by 40.
1: (laughs) So yeah, minus
0: one? God, I'm kind
1: of with you though.
0: Um I will say this the Jaguars only being minus three against the Bengals. I'm taking Jags all day. It's in Cincinnati. I don't know why you wouldn't take the Jags. Am I missing something <laughs> here or there? Like, that seems like an outrageously dumb line.
1: That seems a lot outrageous. I'm with you. Um, we've already talked about the Saints. The Saints have been doing nothing but covering for me. I got them at plus three right now. I might take that money line at plus 145 against the Bears. Uh, the, to me, these are matching defenses, and I'm just going to take Teddy to win the game. Their defenses, on the Bears and the Saints, I mean, they're they're both really fucking good. And then I'm just going to look at each team's offense, and I'm saying I'm going to take the Saints. That's how I'm looking at that game. So yeah, I, they'll probably, like you said, I'm I'm probably get embarrassed, and the Bears probably shit all over them. And I just told people to take the Saints money line. But oh well, hey.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm taking the Titans. I know that for sure because the Chargers are absolute doo the doo. They, they are. Chargers are
1: doo-doo. They are
0: terrible. And that Titans defense, I think, is going to play. What is going to get after them? Sort of like. Uh, the Steelers did. That's another team that just, it's a bad football team. Two very bad football teams going at oh, it. But I wonder that if it's is... the
1: Chargers in the division in, in our, pre- our preseason I predictions.
0: I, I think I might have. I know team. I had them doing really well. Yeah. We
1: were I'll talking about this. One, huh?
0: <laughs> it's real sad, though, how great Phillip Rivers has been. And that man is never going to have a shot. They've also go downhill yeah. real quick because really, yeah. after that P- Pats Chargers, like last year, Everyone was like, this team's set for the future. I mean, the QB situation was always going to be tough because yeah. he's getting older. But, like, the defense doesn't even look good right now. And no, that was a strong point for them. Um, Seahawks is minus three against the Ravens. I don't get that, too, because the Ravens' defense is so up and down. I mean, maybe Peters makes a huge difference, but I kind of like the Seahawks there. In that. I point. like Seattle right.
1: this year a lot.
0: They're, I respect them so uh, much like them. after the Rams game. That was big respect to my book. They are a yes. very good football team. Fun um, to watch. Yes, very fun to watch. Uh, Cowboys are minus three against Eagles. I'm kind of taking. I was looking at that. Taking the Eagles there too, and the Pats, I'm Jets. The Eagles as well, yeah, the Pats, Jets is interesting because I don't know if the Jets are actually good. In the, yeah. I don't think they are, but they looked like a competent football team last week, which I can't chalk up to whether it's just the Cowboys are such a flaming dumpster fire right now, and the made it, the Jets look good or if Sam Darnold actually might have put it together a little bit in the time he's been off, and he's ready to rock and roll. But that's a tricky one there.
1: That and the over-under in that game I'm seeing is 43. I notice this with a lot of Pats games. The number's relatively low, and I get the reasoning because the Pats are going to score like 30, and their defense is going to give up like four. So I get it, but I kind of like the over-43 in that game as well. Yeah
0: i got to start leaving some overs. Yeah, just start fading me on everything. I'm going to write the DeGeneron report this week. Hey, the two picks I gave on on Instagram, though, if you're following the Trophy Kids account, those went 2 for 0. So yeah. just throwing that out there right now. 2 for 0 on those picks. Everything else is a dumpster fire over hmm.
1: here. Bears Saints is 38, and I actually think it'll be an under. That's crazy as that <laughs> I, That's very realistic. It is 38. I mean, I think it's going to be like 10 to 13.
0: Yeah. 10 to 15. Any other picture liking in there?
1: Um, I, I would strongly consider taking the uh, 49ers against the Skins to cover 10.5 on us. Um, I know it's that 1 o'clock West Coast game or West Coast coming over to the East Coast type game and they don't play as well usually but I, I don't care. Um, I know the Skins won but we barely beat the shitty Dolphins. The 49ers are really good. I think they're going to eat us alive. So I'd consider taking them to cover that spread.
0: Yeah, the 49ers are legit this year they are a super bowl contender the way they're yes. playing because they are they are very good which i i was holding my breath on that one i, I was like yeah it makes sense that they're good because the coaching is very good kyle shannon's a phenomenal coach the talent's obviously there but man they have really put together i think we said in our our preseason it really depends on if jimmy can step up and they can i did not
1: you did not I, no. I, I, didn't like you the I didn't like him you liked them so you're kind of yeah. called it i did not like him
0: yeah, I mean it all relied on Jimmy G if he could play and they could stay healthy. But yeah, they are they are a legit team this year. Yes, um, any final thoughts to to wrap this one up?
1: Um, no, I, I really got nothing.
0: I got one. It's the LeBron James situation. First uh, of all, the yeah. NBA China situation. I think feel like we have to bring it up because he just poured gasoline on this and made this thing a whole of a lot worse. Um. This was the most NBA 2019 everything where LeBron James essentially was like uh, Morey didn't think about the consequences of his decision and then immediately had to clarify his comments because he didn't think about the consequences of his decision. It's just been a big, big old flop. Two crazy things about this. First of all, I hated everything that LeBron James said. It pointed out that he is an absolute huge fraud. He first started off with telling uh, Daryl Morey he wasn't educated on the situation at hand and then just went on to spill absolute nonsense. He literally said this in clear conscience. And I'm pulling some quotes out from this. Yes, we do have freedom of speech, but at times there are ramifications for neg, or for the negative that can happen when you're not thinking about others. When you think, when you only think about yourself, so many people could have been harmed, not only financially, but physically, emotionally, spiritually. So just be careful what we tweet and what we say and what we do, even though, yes, we do have freedom of speech. It can be a lot of negative that comes with it, bro. You were coming off as sounding like somebody who is supporting a communist country who commits human violations on an hourly basis. What are you talking about? People are literally being financially and physically hurt by China. And you're like, nah, brah, I just want that paycheck. So fuck Hong Kong and all all they're fighting for for human human rights. I'm a sellout. I'm a fraud. I do what's financially beneficial for me and myself and my family, which is cool. If that's what you're going to be, just say it. Don't act like you're some godly social justice warrior out here when you can't stand up for basic human rights in other countries.
1: Exactly. Fraud. He could have. He could have stopped that. It affects people financially. That's where he could have yes. just stopped. That's. That's yeah. where. That's what you're upset about.
0: Yeah, that's all he's upset about. Like, don't come out here with all this other stuff about emotionally and spiritually and physically. Like, yeah, no, it hurts not. the bottom line by coming out against something that is anti-NBA business, which. The NBA, to their credit, has given players and coaches and GMs huge fra- er, huge reins of what yeah. they can say and do, which I oh, think is yeah. hugely popular and a mm-hmm. big-time move by the NBA. I applaud that. I applaud Darren Moy for speaking out. I just think it's absolutely outrageous that this guy, who is a who does, to his credit, speak out against social justice reform in this country, which is needed, and I agree yes. with his points there, but then to not speak up for it abroad – and to side with a communist country because of the economic benefits they bring to you, your family, and your league, and then to push behind closed doors a punishment of Daryl Moore, which is getting broken right now, is outrageous, LeBron.
1: Agreed. Completely.
0: All right. Well, that ends the show on a positive note. Remember to just <laughs> fix me because I'm a cursed football player, or <laughs> football player, <for laughs> cursed football mind. This has just been a brain mush of an episode. But as always, peace. Later.